You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. Swung on, lined to deep left field. It is gone! Hit well. Deep right. Batista's going to wave goodbye. Start the fireworks show. This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 113. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode, Paul Dolan had some thoughts that he, for some reason, felt to share with The Athletic. The Indians signed Brad Miller. The opening day lineup looks set and not great. Uh, we'll make some bold predictions about the upcoming seasons, and of course, we'll answer your questions. Before we get into all that, I want to thank everybody listening now, wherever they wherever they got their podcast, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or if you're just listening on letsgotribe.com. Thanks for listening. Just make sure, if you want to, just subscribe, leave us a review. Um, joining me for all that and more is, of course, Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I'm very well. I didn't know that we were going to be making bold predictions. Uh, I don't have any risk. <laughs> I don't either, but we're going to wing it. You got like you got like 20 minutes till we get to that segment. Uh, right? we'll, we'll, I'll hash them out, yeah. Let's get to discussing Brad Miller, because this is why I do these podcasts about single teams to discuss middling, uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Platoon players. I don't know if you call him middling or platoon still. Do you? Dizzy? Do you? I mean, did I you know. look into 30 home runs? Those were, did you? Four years ago. <laughs> do we count him as middling? I mean, do we, because I wrote about it today that he lost, I mean, his ability to hit the ball, which is kind of important in baseball. But if he can actually make contact, I mean, he's got a decent chance to, to hit some, well, some kind of power. He still hits the ball incredibly hard. So. What is middling? I guess middling is average. No, it's mediocre. Is mediocre average? Is mediocre below average? I would think it's like slightly below average. If you okay, have an so average like, player. Well, last year he had a 97 OPS plus, so I don't know. That's <laughs> slightly below average. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if he gets that ability to make contact back, maybe there's something there. I mean, he's... Sure, sure. And they also got him for basically nothing as, as like an emergency backup at the end of spring training, so sure, why not, but... No, I mean I'm with yeah, you. I mean, he um he was not great last year. He wasn't terrible either though. So it's not like the, it's not like the Indians are rolling out superstars at every position. In fact, I think they're all out of superstars at this point. So <laughs> having even even slightly less than average players is in so many different places an upgrade, which is sad to say the least. Yeah, you know, if Jason Kitness is out for opening day two, every I heard it on MLB Network today. I can't remember what the exact was, but I think it's like every player who had more than 100 plate appearances last season won't be in the lineup on opening day. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Lindor and Ramirez are both out, and then Jason Kipnis is out. Or No, it's it's Kipnis and Lindor are out for sure, and then if Ramirez is out, then he's also – that takes them all down. Because think about it. In the outfield, it's going to be Martin, probably uh-huh. Bowers, and Naquin, and then Roberto Perez in the infield, Carlos Santana, and – I don't know, Brad Miller and Eric Stametz in the infield oh, and God. Max Moroff. I'm skipping the first week of the season. Good <laughs> Christ in heaven. I'm watching college basketball. I'm watching the I mean, you'll have some pitchers to watch. They're going to be there. As long as Carlos Carrasco stops getting hit with baseballs, you got five decent pitchers to Boy, watch. Boy, that's a great thing to hope for. I guess, you know, the whole point of a spring training is um, knocking the kinks out, getting things out of the way, you know, and getting ready for the for regular season so it's nice that Carrasco got the hitting by a batted ball out of the way and at least it only hit his ass and not um <laughs> I mean it was square on that cheek too that was like <laughs> hey, man. I think that's why he was smiling when Tito came out because I think he was probably saying just my my butt hurts now I'm just glad I mean you get hit on the meat I don't even care I mean yeah you know Bruce butt sucks but you know he can't sit down for a couple of days which make his legs more tired I'll have to lie down I guess in the dugout <laughs> I want to see that on the injury report Bruised, bruised ass. <laughs> well, the meat of what we're going to talk about today, Merritt, is is, um, is Carlos Carrasco's meaty ass. <laughs> that too. That's always implied at the background of everything I talk about. Title, Whenever you hear me, <laughs> I mean, it was going to be enjoy that, enjoy that, but maybe it'll be enjoy that Carlos Carrasco ass or something. I don't know. Carlos Carrasco's meaty ass. Get it right. <laughs> He probably has the best butt of any of the starting pitchers, right? I think he does. I mean, you better say that after you disrespected his smile a couple episodes well, I ago. Mean, so, I mean, Bauer like pretends to, but it's just because he wears the the, uh, the long socks. It helps accentuate the buttocks some. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was Bruce. Yonder Alonzo last year because oh, that man is a centaur. <laughs> that, boy, <laughs> that boy got a booty. Dang. <laughs> but he's out of the rotation. I'm just, I'm just talking about rotation pitchers right now. I think Carrasco oh, gotcha, got it. Yeah, I think Carrasco walks away with it handily. 
And again, his smile is good. I'm not taking anything away from it. Just Bieber's is better. That's false, but it's fine. You're false. You're a false god. <laughs> so Barrett, Paul Dolan, um, also has an ass, I'm sure. I don't I don't know anything about it. He also sounded like an, an ass today. Man. Usually very narrow asses, <laughs> but whatever. The gist of what he did today was um he talked to the athletic to Zach Mizell. I don't know when exactly he talked to him, he didn't say, but I would assume recently and he got this out when he could. Um it must have been after he did that little press conference thing. So within the last couple of days, I would think, right? Because that was what, last week. Was that the one with Anthony Castrovitz where he talked to him? Was that I the think one you're so. About? Yeah. So this must this must be in response to that or something. I don't know what the hell Dolan's doing. Doing was this, this his way of trying to fix that? Because oh boy, right? he didn't do a good job. Like I don't understand this whole tour of we're not spending money. Is like is this an apology <laughs> tour or I don't get it. Nothing he said. <laughs> Anytime he's talking in public, he's made, made, done anything that makes me go, oh, God, they're just mishandling everything. This this blessing of talent. They're going, yeah, that's good. Throw, <laughs> throw in the garbage. The big old dumpster we have out there. I feel the best way to go about looking at this is just breaking down each bizarre quote that Paul Dolan decided to put out there. I, maybe not all bizarre. Some of them are just honest, but it's bizarre that he would put them out there for no reason. So let's start with the first one. The, the Probably the most one's got the most play. Oh, no, not this quote. Yeah, well, it's part of it. So um, Zach Mizell asked him, does he envision, yeah, was envisioned ever ever envisioned himself signing a player to a 10-year, $300 million deal? He said, no, I never saw us doing a deal like that we did with Encarnacion. No, fuck and that then, quote. We're going to the next one immediately. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. He said, you don't know. Probably the day when we do a deal like that is when somebody else is doing a billion-dollar deals with somebody else. Oh, God. And then, of course, naturally, Mizell followed it up with, well, how would you tell fans that are growing upset about Lindor's future in Cleveland? And Dolan just said, enjoy him. <laughs> we control oh. him for three more years. Enjoy him, and we'll see what happens. That oh, one has lit Indians Christ Twitter on fire. in heaven. If you look on like the at Twi- Indians account and at their replies, every single one is just enjoy him. There's like 70... Oh. It's just the same thing. It's so bad. It's I mean, he's honest. I mean, it's not. I can't fault him. He's not lying. But this is a really bad thing to say. He's just created a PR nightmare for his team. What is it? Two days before opening day. The Dolans have falsely been blamed for the struggles of the team. I think, and the t- and fans. It's it's been a kind of a refrain, right? Like we don't spend money on the team because we just know that all the players are going to leave, and that hasn't been all the way true. He mentioned the Encarnacion deal, and just they've. They spend money in places, but this is just a nice way to just throw any kind, just just rip open any kind of like healing of a wound that there was after after signing Encarnacion. Right? That's so terrible. He, <laughs> he's bad. the best player to come to position player to come to Cleveland since Grady Sizemore was supposed to be, or anyone. Well, anyone in the mid nineties, basically. Well, you're talking Lindor or Lindor? Signing, yes, yeah. Like he's the he's the best thing to come out of the farm system since like Jim Tomey. I get I think is a good is a good comparison maybe I don't know I'm just I'm just trying to think of someone who's that talented that good that 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 franchise changing you know, I mean he's he wasn't quite the best player on the team last year but it was you know I mean whatever a half a win is a rounding error sometimes so, um between him and Ramirez. What the hell is my? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a fair assessment of it. What the hell? It's so weird that the Indians and Lindor seem so far apart because we heard Chris Antonetti basically say he wasn't sure if they could get a deal done. Lindor said he's not focused on it until they give him a number that he wants. So, I mean, if you want to be really optimistic, maybe they're just both negotiating in the public sphere and they're just putting these things out there, like, oh, we're totally not close, just to put pressure on the other side, but. I don't think Francisco Lindor would be feeling any pressure from this. Like everybody is coming down in the front office because Paul Dolan keeps screwing it up. <laughs> Francisco Lindor is getting ten million dollars this year. His first year of arbitration eligibility. He's going to get uh, more than that next year, <laughs> and then even more than that the next. He's going to he's going to receive. I mean, if he stays all the way for those all three of those years, he's gonna, he's going to receive what like forty million dollars or so over the next four three years. He doesn't care about money. Obviously, he's fine on money, so he's just going to get a dick load of money when he signs his next contract, and it's going to be a huge contract because he's twenty. He'll be twenty-seven. He's already earned. I'm trying to find his window of replacement. Give me a second. Well, remember when he signed that the ten million dollar one? I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. He just it was his reaction. 
his public reaction was basically, it was a lot of money. Of course I'm going to take it and not negotiate. Like he is outplaying the Indians so hard on oh, all this right so now. He's so good at the media. God damn. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. He's so kind and smart and smiling and charismatic. <laughs> he's just making a, he's professional. Aren't the Dolan's lawyers? Wait a minute. <laughs> if they are, I don't know how good they are at lawyering. I don't think they're lawyers, are they? I thought that they were lawyers. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how they made their money. I assume land, but I mean, I don't know. That's how, that's how Dick Jacobs made his money. Yeah. Dick it's, Jacobs it's... would spend this money. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. I don't know if anybody really would. Like you mentioned it a little bit ago, that they unrightly get blamed for a lot of things i think and they always have in the past like i don't know if any other billionaire is going to come in and see what the indians pull in for money and still pull into their pockets and just dump a bunch of their own money into it i don't think no, that happens right. as often as we like to think no but then I just know, but <laughs> coming out in the public and saying oh we can't do it poor us oh man ah oh, shucks just enjoy Only thing we can hope for is get a different mvp and hoodwink them into, into underselling themselves <laughs> for an extended <laughs> period of time that only happens <laughs> once ever so yeah I'm talking about Jose Ramirez, get... of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. The most, under, it once and the most underpaid it man in baseball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> It's just remarkable that he keeps... I mean, this is multiple times. That, who would be telling him to do these interviews, first of Why all? Why is like, he doing these interviews? Is he doing I it on mean, himself? There's, is there something in the Dolan bloodline that makes idiots? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm not calling him an idiot. That would be slanderous. You don't want to do that to a, to a lawyer <laughs> that I assume he is. But what the hell... Yeah. James, wait, which Dolan is this? Paul Dolan? This is Paul, yeah. And I mean, he's not yeah. wrong with any of this, but it's like it's the PR Dolan. aspect of saying it. I would rather him be quiet and then just everybody yell at him for being a coward for being quiet in such a quiet offseason. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's partially what he was afraid of. I don't know why he would care so much what people think of him, but if he just didn't do any of this, or even just a generic like front office speak that we're going to do whatever we can to bring Francisco Lindor back and everybody Enjoy yelling him. like, yeah, it's saying enjoy him. Don't worry. Like everybody would be on Paul Dolan's case, but it wouldn't result in so many people being mad at the Indians as a whole. We have Yu Chen um, Chang coming down the pike and others. Well, apparently like, not, by the way, because oh, also apparently they sent him not. to AAA. Yeah. In related news, not actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he leans over in the middle of the press conference and says, oh, never mind. We're not. Never mind. Who? I just got. Oh, never just mind. Heard. Yeah. Oh, I've, uh, we have Nolan Jones and Tyler Freeman and. <laughs> And you know, later on in this interview, he even says like he he doesn't have his his a finger on the pulse of the Indians, so he's not like following every in and out of reaction to the Indians and the outside perspective of him. He's just like this this owner who owns his big toy and he plays with it once in a while. You know what? I actually, and I don't I, know why he's coming out and I, I, that I do appreciate. I have to say, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, don't, I don't really care. I just I like watching baseball and I just want to know in the team. So I'm doing that. It's, <laughs> it's great. I don't know what they're doing, especially, but it's a. Uh... I mean, it seems partially what it is. I mean, I'm sure he wanted to make money, which he's not, apparently, according to him. I wish he um, would just call into Sports Talk Radio and complain about, <laughs> complain about the Indians. <laughs> Paul from Cleveland. Hi, this is Doll Poland. Yeah, Paul from Cleveland. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, these <laughs> Indians got to get their heads out of their butts. What's going on there? They got outplayed by the Astros. Is that Paul Dolan going in? <laughs> And so the the thing about this too, like if they didn't get swept last year, if 2017 didn't end the way it did, and of course the 2016 didn't end the way it did, like I don't know, I think people might actually like Paul Dolan still. It's just because of one foul ball that didn't be a home run, um, one really awful series from Jose Ramirez last year that that everybody's coming down on him so hard, but he's not he's not helping himself whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's just up. like biding his time until this season to hope that baseball actually being played makes everything go away. Because if they win the World Series this year, like he's bought himself a lot of time, I think, with Indians fans. Nah, as that? far as like idiom. You can't <laughs> like, give these interviews like this and also have a player in for Francisco Lindor's game. If anything, them winning the World Series ostensibly should mean, oh, they can afford him now because they just got all this World Series money. Yeah, I know you don't get $300 million to win a World Series, but... I don't know. I I I disagree with that 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 idea that if he wins the World Series and, and all bets are off and he's fine now, um, it'd be cool. But I mean, if he doesn't win the World Series this year, also then they're SOL because they're gonna it's gonna be back to like when the the Cavs had LeBron. This is gonna be all the money's gonna go back to the even more money will go to the Browns. 
That's that's where it's going to go anyway. That's the, the well, yeah, thing. but even more now, even more. Yeah. Like, what's his name? Braylon Edwards. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Braylon Edwards. <laughs> you got it. Good job. <laughs> who's, who's on that team now? I don't even remember. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Now, the thing that that nobody seemed to to point out about this article, I think, is the craziest part is that he basically blames the low payroll for how bad the team ended in the playoffs i want to make sure i got the right quote if only Um, there's something that could be done about the payroll (laughs) (laughs) well he said to start he was talking about how like i mean he's calling out his players from last year he said you should never assume you're going to the postseason but but last year more than any other year it felt like it was preordained from the outset that we were going to the postseason we took control of the central division very early and never felt threatened so we were always focused on the postseason when we got there it was over so quickly it was a little unsettling and then in the next paragraph, Mizell talks that he was basically saying if they had gotten a little further, it was Dolan said that it was it was very unfortunate for the team they only made it to the ALDS because all that player went right back into the players' pockets and didn't none of it made it to the front office, which poor poor Paul Dolan. Oh, that sucks. Um, oh, <laughs> and it was basically had they stuck around longer, they could have quote mitigated the impact of what we had done last year with the payroll. Which could have added us, which could have allowed us to then deepen our investment in 2017. Oh, Good lord, butt. he's blaming the players now for him not spending money. Like, I am on Paul Dolan's side about his plan for the most part, and like I said, I don't think another billionaire would magically fix everything. But you can't be blaming your players for for not making it to the postseason, giving you enough money to spend the next year. That's that's a little something. <laughs> you can't pencil in. Well, the postseason money will get us over the hump. That's called bad accounting, is what that is. That's <laughs> it's supposed to be a bonus. The the way that they use that money to sign Encarnacion, that when the that in the Bamtech money. What a poor. Yeah, they note that that was a, a lump sum they got from Bamtech, and they used that for mm-hmm. Encarnacion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you don't bank on that to to build your team next year. It's. They also have hundreds of millions of dollars coming in over the next couple of years from, um, I think it's Fox, it, starting in 2022, has some multi-billion like dollar deal uh, with, with Major League Baseball. It's split over the 30 clubs over like 10 years or something like that. So that's like half of a Francisco Lindor contract, basically, starting in 2022. So that's something to think about. But I mean... You can't just plan on that money that's de- going to definitely be there. You have to plan on possible playing extra games in October. Something like that. Yeah. And isn't the Indians TV deal in general a little under market compared they to don't, other teams? I've heard they don't even have a deal anymore. Um, <laughs> well, I've heard that's why like the Rockies could do it and they couldn't because the Rockies have a really good TV deal. That's why they can get Nolan Arenado for a billion dollars. But but again, that like goes back to Dolan, whoever did that TV deal. You really screwed that up. <laughs> that's I'm still not gonna feel bad for you when you mess it up that bad. They have all this money coming in from television, like not even local television. They have a weird deal because they're on they're on Fox Sports Ohio, but it's like they sold the rights back to Fox or something like that for some amount of money or something. I don't even know what it is. Aren't or, they still on Sports Time Ohio somehow? Yeah, but that's like part it's of it's still Fox called Sports. Sports Time Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's it's Fox Sports Sports Time Ohio. Indian yeah, TV deal. What do you think? See, that alone is a good enough reason for them to lose money to have that name like that. <laughs> this was in 2013, though that they signed that this was reported, and I know something happened, and I don't remember what it was. Where they like they sold their rights back or some crap like that, but still, 40 million dollars in straight TV before you sell a ticket is a third of the whatever the payroll already. Like, why can't they spend that money on Francisco Lindor? Kiss my butt. I don't even care. Yeah, that's 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 a fair assessment. As my point stands, <laughs> kiss my butt. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This thing was it's bizarre. It's I've I've read it a couple of times just because it's so crazy imagining him say these things like two days before your team starts. Did he did he think any of this would go over well? That's what I want to know. Was he did he get done with this interview and like like I just thank I Zach know. and give him a handshake and go home feeling good about himself? I don't know why the hell they ever do any of this stuff. It's insane to me. Like, why do they? Why, why do these people just speak in front of people? I don't know. It's <laughs> why do they let him outside? Why, yeah, why? Why do they let him outside? Doesn't he, doesn't he have handlers? He's a billionaire, uh, ostensibly. <laughs> like, I thought they had handlers. I don't know. I mean, at least a PR team that would just say, like, no, no, don't do that. Stop it. Like, prep him on things to say and what to answer in in an interview, so you're not calling out your own team and just making everything sound so bad and. Okay, so in 2012, they sold Fox Sports Ohio to Fox or STO to Fox Sports for 230 million dollars, and then signed a deal for uh, 40 million dollars a year over 10 years. 
So in 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 essence, that's six hundred and thirty million dollars right there that they had coming in between twenty thirteen and whatever ten years from then is twenty twenty three, I suppose. So I guess at the most they're probably planning for that. They're already probably planning ahead when that dries up that they're not going to have <clears throat> something to pay Francisco Lindor, but they're going to have a new TV deal at that point. Hopefully, it's negotiated for even more money. But well, the the, the, the article I was reading I'm saying the Rays are getting eighty million dollars a year. Like that's the Rays. They don't even get fans. Uh, the Indians are one of the <laughs> highest rated teams on like TV teams in baseball. Is the thing too. So yeah, I mean I don't I mean, know how I, long it'll last with the Browns sucking everything away, but. Because that's going to happen. That's going to be a big looming thing over the Indian season is knowing that when September rolls around, nobody's going to be watching them. It doesn't matter. In the regular season, anyway, I'm sure in the playoffs, some some will come back. But once the regular season starts and they know they're going to win the AL Central, nobody's going to watch the Indians. It's going to be either you're watching the Browns or watching people talk about the Browns. Yeah, but there's other months, too. And it's not, it's not like April matters for the Cavs anytime soon. So. <laughs> I don't know. Gross. Don't you want to call Sexton a little bit? He looks, he's pretty good now. <laughs> and uh um, sex man i was like that's a pretty good name <laughs> <laughs> those other people they got um so yeah my whole thought on, on the dolan thing is basically just I, I agree with most of what he's saying i get it um i wouldn't really expect somebody to to have to dig in their own pockets and dump a bunch of money i guess i just i don't think many uh, people I would, would do but that whatever. So i fair. don't know man <laughs> shut up <laughs> well okay i'll rephrase that i don't think many people would so i don't think it's fair exactly to to demand that paul dolan do it when most billionaires won't Mm, I do, so but also anyway, just shut up on. about it. Like, <laughs> yes. you what? That's fair. I mean, I I demand that he digs into his own pocket and does this, but you know, <laughs> I mean, would, would anybody else though? That's I don't know if any people would. Other than like Mike Illich, is that and um, George Steinbrenner would? Baseball. Well, yeah, but I mean, he also had a shitload of Yankee money. Uh, John, I guess maybe not always. But... John W. Henry would. <laughs> Who? Owner of that Liverpool? Person? Yeah, he owns. Yeah, he's the the lead owner of the of the Fenway Group. Oh, um, he doesn't count. Doesn't why count. doesn't he count? Because he's it's, no, it doesn't count. Uh, indeterminate count. owner of Padres would. <laughs> That's true. The Padres. Yep. AJ Prelate. No, he's just the GM. I don't know their owner. Uh, but he would. He apparently would. Owner <laughs> of Padres. I mean, the Padres are in an interesting spot too. That they're they're in a chance to like win back so many fans with the Chargers shitting on them and leaving. So if they can do something big and be relevant for a few years, they're going to build a lot of lifetime fans. Like they're in the opposite situation of the Indians. I, guess, about to I don't know. It's hard to be a, fan, a lifetime fan of anything in San Diego and just have all that nice weather. And it's a very transient city. I know all this secondhand or third hand at best. So <laughs> yeah, that's, these are my theories. <clears throat> but but are you, are you, do you think it's at least fair to say to Paul Dolan just stop talking? Is yes. That, even if we disagree, like what he should be doing, just hey, stop bud, talking. Why about don't either you way. clam up for a while? Huh? All right, thanks. <laughs> hey bud. Hey bud. Hey hey bud. 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 Hey, bud. hey let's bud. let's do each other. Shut let's do ourselves a favor and shut up. Huh? Okay. <laughs> thanks. Anyway, there is going to be baseball played in a in a whopping two days now. Yeah, well, when when this podcast comes out, it'll be two days because it'll be Thursday. Oh, that's right. That's the Indians are going to start the season for God knows what reason in Minnesota. Although I guess it's supposed to be like 50 there. Maybe hopefully it won't rain. So I guess we might actually have a game because they don't have a dome. I'm going like to the a hot dog start at 410 on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to watch baseball at 410 on a Thursday to start I'm, the season? I mean, I'm going to be watching it at 330. So, you know, oh, I'm going, I'm going to Detroit slash Chicago bar. <laughs> watch a hot dog eating contest. It's very exciting stuff. In the lineup they had today, I would. This Don't looks pretty close to what would be for opening day, which is good or bad. I'm not sure. Um, so it's going to be center field. Well, the way I had it today was Jonas Martin, Jake Bowers, Carlos Santana, Henley Ramirez, Tyler Naquin, Brad Miller, Roberto Perez, Max Muroff, Eric Stamatz. That goes downhill really quick. <laughs> Martin might be. I'd rather have like Carlos Santana in the one or two spot just because of his on base percentage, but everybody else without Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, and even Jason Kipnis, that is an ugly looking lineup, I think. Um, if, if Martin can bounce back into something, maybe you have a decent leadoff hitter. You got power in Santana. Hanley Ramirez is a total question mark. Roberto Perez is awful at the plate. And then the rest of them, who the hell knows? <laughs> There's going to be some platoons. Leplo and Greg Allen will probably come in against lefties, but that's ugly. Are we going to be watching that for a good two weeks? There's going to be a lot of one to two, two to zero games, isn't there? I mean, I think that's probably the hope here. I don't know. I mean, there there's some players on here that I'm kind of excited. Like you said, I think Santana should probably lead off bat second at the very worst. But um, I think I mean, and if I wanted to be positive about it, I'd look at names like Martin and Bowers and 
I don't know, maybe Naquin. Uh, and just think to myself, well, there could be something there. Like they could turn it into, I don't know. Like, there's, there's hope, I suppose. I know we talked about this some, some before, but it's really kind of a shitty way to go into a season. Um, <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm excited for like Bowers and Martin and all them yeah. in the context of the same lineup as Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez. Right, right, right. Yeah, they should be. More but without them, I don't want to watch any of them. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to see Max Maroff and Eric Stamets get kissed. Or I guess I'd say Brad Miller. Oh, he's in there at second base, yeah. But I don't want to watch more often Stermetz consistently getting at bats for the Indians. That's rough. Positivity, though. I mean, between some quick games. So, you know, that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I mean, um, did you see the... Um, it all hinges on this on this opening uh, series because, yeah, if they, if they don't win this series, then the season's over. So, I mean, that's how it works. So, they're going to be behind in the AL Central, so just pack it up at that point. Uh, correct, because they'll never dig out of that hole. <laughs> Um, did you see that Rob Friedman posted the pitching ninja on Twitter? He posted Mike Clevenger how fast he did like three pitches in a row. I think it was under a minute or something, but he compared it to another really slow pitcher and just put him side by side. And so there's gonna when Mike Clevenger pitches, man, he does not mess around. No, he's, yeah, he, he does he, not need that pitch clock. He ain't got time to waste. He's got a, he's got things to do that day. <laughs> I like that a lot. He's got that weird ass pitching motion. His hair goes flying everywhere. It's majestic. Mm-hmm. I love no, it. It's, it's all it's all distraction. He's not actually that good of a pitcher. He just got a lot going on. So it's just like, oh, <laughs> I'm baffled by all the movement here. Yeah. It's just, yeah see when he swings all... that arm before he pitches, he just hypnotizes them, and so they don't right. see a yeah, curveball. They, they get drawn in, and then they see his his beautiful eyes and his slight <laughs> smile, and then the hair just waving all over the place. He's got that herky jerk little knee mo- thing. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this last week. I mean, his smile is not that great. It's... Oh, you you're not that great. The whole. <laughs> The whole face we're looking at here for Mike Clevenger, that's, I mean, come on now. I'm writing him a letter, <laughs> certified letter. Dear Mr. Clevenger, let it be known that my editor, Matthew Matthew Q. Lyons, has been <laughs> That is my middle initial, you. you got it. Yep, Q for Robert. <laughs> it's uh, Dutch. So do you see this as the opening lay lineup, what, what they had today I pretty mean, much? I mean, something like that, yeah. I mean, Because well, what else is it going to be, right? Are they just going to get better players no they aren't so it's gonna be this yeah pretty much something like this um, i mean i'm pretty disappointed that some of the younger guys went down like eric haas and yeah. Yu chang yeah i'm surprised they sent eric haas down but i mean you can't have that many catchers i suppose and I mean, apparently everyone loves kevin ploecki because i guess when your starting catcher is actually good enough to be a backup catcher you got to have a backup catcher who's good enough to be a backup catcher and not <laughs> a you know a young catcher who's shown hints of being starting caliber uh, not that Listen, don't we don't like hints of starting caliber around here, Merritt. We don't like guys with big biceps who hit the ball really hard or... Get that F and S out of here. No, no, no. <laughs> Yandy Diaz has changed his swing, and it is notable. Uh, anyway, back to the, the, the lineup at hand. I think, yeah, moving uh, Santana up to the leadoff spot is smart only because he'll get, the, he'll get more at-bats. And then, then what, Bowers and then Martin? I don't know. Like At this point, they, they shouldn't <clears> look at... I think the smart thing to do, it won't happen, but... Not focus at all on how a lineup, quote unquote, is typically constructed, but literally just get the better players more at bats. I don't know. Just an idea I had. It's a stupid idea. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing. (laughs) Like, because the good players are Martin Bowers and Santana. And then I guess Bowers maybe doesn't count, but. And Luplo, obviously. But I mean. Obviously. (laughs) I'm still slightly optimistic about him being. Me too. Making the Eric Gonzalez trade worth it, at least. Uh, More than worth it. Everyone knows that when you trade a. uh, utility player you get back a star it's that's how it works math. and also it's, an infielder too yeah. another utility player that's right it it's simple math yeah. and i mean we'll also have bradley zimmer eventually too and greg allen's going to be platooning in there so maybe the outfield that's my bold prediction let's just go to bold predictions merit uh, i'm going to say this outfield. outfielders mm, yeah <laughs> i'm going to say this outfield is one of the top five defensive outfields in baseball all right, and I'm going to say it's one of the top five worst in baseball. <laughs> defensive, just defensive. We're talking. <laughs> oh, about just it. defensively. Okay. You, I, I think top five defensive that, and top half overall. Like the offense will be enough, not great, but it'll be enough to to make them not one of the worst outfields in the, in the league. Which one of them among them do you think will have an OPS over 750? Uh, on the on on the. I'll give you a five. I mean, Martine, like, that's a pretty easy Martine, uh, Martine, Zimmer. I'm going to believe in Zimmer. I think he's um, good. Allen, Naquin. Oscar Mercado when he gets called up in two weeks. And, that's and right, Bowers. Man. <laughs> Is Bowers an outfielder? I guess we're assuming he'll be an outfielder, right? Yeah, he's going to probably play a lot of left field. Maybe, like, DH to 
to platoon with I don't know who, but well, I guess not because he's going to be out there when Hanley is out there. So I don't know where he'd platoon exactly. But yeah, a lot of left field for him. I think we can count him as an outfielder. No, yeah, he's a, a um, superstar. Yeah, I guess Elise Martin, not Naquin. I wouldn't count on him. Um, but Zimmer, I think even maybe Luplo could. Maybe he can be fine. All right. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be top half of the league. It's not going to be as bad as we think. And I think in a way that's going to not vindicate, but make Paul Dolan feel a little bit better about what he said. Like he can believe in the Indians rebuild a little bit that the outfield of what they did to, to bring in all these high upside players is kind of working a little bit. So maybe mitigate, maybe mitigate his preseason the, the things don't look quite as bad. They still do though. So, you know, whatever <laughs> they do for now <laughs> and they still probably will then. But um, so who is, do you have any bullet predictions on, on hand that you can think of that, Something slightly crazy that the, and ha- might happen with the Indians, but probably. I won't. think that Mike Clevenger will have a sub three ERA. I think that Corey Kluber will be the third best pitcher on the, in the rotation. I think that. How was Adam Simber pitched this spring? I don't even know. I think Adam Simber won't matter. will be fine. I think that Brad Miller will be pretty good, and of course, the the the, the main one is Jake Bowers is going to be great. When I say great, I mean like a 125 OPS plus, something like that. That's like, pretty uh, great. Yeah. I'll take that. It is very good. It would be like the third best on the team last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he'll have uh, an OPS on base, you know, approaching 350 and slug, slug around 500. Like, I think if you wanted a nice comparison, I think he'll put up numbers similar-ish. To what? Wow! Baseball references switched over to 2019 standings. Damn. Well, yeah, because uh, remember the Mariners and Oakland A's technically played. Yeah, but I was on here literally five minutes ago, and it was different. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I was just. You know, I think your surprise. first one isn't exactly too crazy, Mike. Le- Mike Clevenger was sub three ERA. Oh, okay, I can yeah, still okay. see that. But pairing that with Carl with Corey Kluber being a third pitcher, like again, I can see that pretty easily. Like Carrasco and Bauer. At the very least, if not Clevenger up there too. I mean, he literally could be... I just said, yeah, just said Clevenger is going to probably be the second best pitcher in the rotation, right? Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like Kluber could be the fourth best best pitcher, pretty okay. easily. I think that Bowers can put together a line similar to what Santana did in 2017 when he had 259, 363, 455 with like 23 home runs. Uh, that is maybe a, bold a little prediction. maybe a little less on base <laughs> and a little more slugging. But I think he'll have an OPS north of, north of 800. So, yeah. yeah, I'm high on him for whatever reason. I don't know. Whatever. Like, I want him to be good just to justify the Andy Diaz trade. I want yeah, to see. Oh, well, obviously, dude. <laughs> damn. Like, come on. <laughs> so I have kind of like a negative one, sort of. But I don't think Danny Salazar is going to throw a single pitch for the Indians in 2019. Oh, that's another one. He's going to be... Um, He's going to fit 60 innings for the Indians with a sub-2 ERA. <laughs> well, there you go. We're opposite that. So, just strictly uh, as a reliever, he's then? Be a, yeah, yeah he'll be really fit. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think he's going to pitch any. I think it's just going to be setback after setback after. In, in the minors, he pitches for a little bit, then another setback, and then he's gone to the minors again. Tito said something about him being lazy again somewhere midway season, and then we just start all over again. But Why doesn't he just I'd be much happier if you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be much happier to see him even pitch, like, 30, 40 innings at the end of the year and then be really good in the playoffs. Can you imagine that redemption story? Like the Indians spending $4.5 on him this year, knowing he's not going to be available for so long. And then he just comes in and dominates the playoffs. Matthew, that's literally what I'm rooting for here. That's exactly the thing I want to happen. <laughs> that's precisely what I'm hoping It'd be for. be so good. I mean, I don't think it's going to. That's that's my point. I, I want it to, but I don't think it's going to. Well, it will happen, so kiss my <laughs> Do you think it's more likely that that he's a reliever in the second half, or Tristan McKenzie is? I don't think Tristan McKenzie. So who do you think gets more innings, Danny Salazar or Tristan McKenzie? But in the majors, yeah, for a reliever, oh, or as a reliever, Danny, Danny Salazar. I don't think Tristan McKenzie will pitch in the majors this year. I mean, he's injured too, so I mean, yeah, I don't, fair. I don't know why anyone would think he would. Because he's Tristan McKenzie, man. I want him there. Oh, that's right. He's <laughs> Tristan McKenzie. Uh, he's great. He's a great. You know, it's a. Top flight prospect, but come on, like come on, prospects prospects suck. I hate them. <laughs> all they ever do is fill me with uh, with uh, outsized hope and all the other crap that makes me feel bad later on. You know, man, I'm just saying, enjoy him, Merritt. That's all. I will not I'll enjoy, enjoy my enjoy new him. kitty. Isn't that right, dude? I got a new kitty, everybody. He's very sweet. He's very tiny, and apparently, he smells very bad. So. He's a stinky little boy, aren't you, bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on my lap right now. He's 
You're falling asleep. Oh, no. All right, man. Every Monday, we ask on Twitter and Facebook for your questions about what you want to know about the Indians or apparently video games or Yu Chang, whatever your question is. His name is Charlie. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Yu Chang Charlie? Yu Chang Charlie. Ooh, look at these little claws you got here, bud. Um, So the first question is from at Cleology. He wants to know, I guess this sort of goes into what we were just talking about. When healthy, it's just a McKenzie option for the bullpen after the All-Star break. Yeah. So I guess we're going to say, if we're going to guarantee he's healthy, do you have any optimism that he could be in the bullpen? Or is it just, he's yeah, going to be in the minors no matter what? Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. if Danny Salazar sucks, but I mean, who else is it going to be in their, in, in their bullpen? You know, um, John Edwards and, did John Edwards run for vice president? <laughs> he uh, did, yes. <laughs> okay. And Adam Simber and Brad Hand and who else? Like... Dan Otero and yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely an option. I mean, the, the the fact of the matter is, if the expectation is that they actually want to win a championship, then it, it, it's in a sense it's an all hands on deck thing. Um, and if nothing else, then they want to pitch him in the majors so they can trade him for an actual, you know, a veteran arm. So yeah, no, I th- I, th- I think there's a good chance to be healthy. That's a that's a big if though because his back hurts or whatever. Yeah, it was, his, back. was it upper back, back, I think. Yeah, okay. Upper yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be rough for him to come back. But yeah, if he does, I mean, if he's completely healthy and if he pitches well when he comes back uh, in AAA, sure, he can be an option in the bullpen. Um, at Chai Tribe AP, he says, rewinding to last week's video game conversation, which four Indians, current or former, would you trust to get you to the end of Oregon Trail alive? <laughs> so I'm assuming if it's if it's real. So if Oregon Trail comes to life, Merritt, which uh, former or current Indians do you pick? Uh, to get you to the see. end of the Oregon Trail. So just just think, there's going to be a lot of survival and yep. uh, perhaps some violence needed. Bob Feller, Sam McDowell. Um, Joe Charbonneau. And... Four? Yep, four. What, do I, what else do I need? see i have grit i have anger <laughs> you're going all old-fashioned here aren't you i have excitement and then i don't know the guys the modern day guys are soft come on all coddled. <laughs> i have one in mind that i think you're gonna hate that you didn't um, think of because he's perfect and, to help on the oregon trail and i mean sometimes you gotta be i, I think i have to go with jim no nah, you know i'm gonna go with albert bell sometimes you gotta there go you with, go that's the yeah, one yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta, just imagine him plowing over cows in the open field and just exactly, <laughs> killing yeah. with his bare hands yeah you the 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 wagon gets stuck in the mud he just lifts it up too much and flips it over <laughs> ah albert for the river just call him joey he drags the whole thing to come kill you yeah it's perfect yeah, I think as long as you have Albert Bell, it doesn't matter which other three are. He will carry your ass. I think the, the leader in this, in, in this group will be a curmudgeonly old uh, Bob Feller. No, I mean, is this, was this Bob McDowell Feller ride. like right before he died, or Bob Feller in peak playing condition? Uh, say a <laughs> late late career Bob Feller. So he's, late he's career, got, okay. He's got a little bit of the PTSD thing going on from after from after the war, which I assume happened. I don't know. So he's a wily vet at this point, though. He can make right, his way exactly. across the war. On track, McDowell, yeah. you know, he's kind of a surly possibly had a bit of a drinking problem sort of a thing. I th- I, th- I think that would fit in well in the ouvoir of the uh, Oregon Trail. Uh, Joe Charbonneau, because he's a sprightly young guy. You know, you need that energy, that youthful energy. And then, of course, you have the unbridled anger of Albert Bell to go and beat an antelope to death so you can eat it. <laughs> you know he would, too. Like Even if oh, you definitely. have plenty of food, he'd just be out there killing them, bringing them back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Albert, we're good. We've got like three <laughs> wagons full. Stop. <laughs> That's my squad. I would also want Jason Grimsley in there somewhere. He's the one who snuck in to get Albert Bell's bat. Yes. Like, oh, I want I, that level of stealth and dedication to I a team. Figured, I kind of figure they come together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, they're they're little, part of the team. Yeah. Little Jason just rides on, uh, on Albert Bell's uh, shoulder. <laughs> With a flashlight in his mouth, throwing right. season antelope, they can jump on him. Yeah, and I guess like also I don't know somebody is is there anybody faster in history Indians history than Kenny Lofton or is he pretty much the fastest one? Uh, I mean I don't know probably someone from the twenties who was you know fast as grease Latin and twice <laughs> as cool, you know and twice as shy I don't know whatever you know someone who was uh you know talked about like that so maybe yeah, Nap and then Lajoy, reality, like, so like people go hey yeah a guy like Nap Lajoy, so you can call him Frenchy you know something like that even though his name is in no way French so <laughs> isn't the joy French? I have no fucking clue. Are you kidding me? I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty Lajoy. sure LaJoy is French. It's not French. LaJoy. Do you know how to talk? 
It's the name of a what? blog, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pronounced. It's, God, it's, it's the man's name. And it's it's pronounced. Too. Wait, I always say it in my head, right? It's pronounced layaway. Lajaway. Lajaway. There you go. Lajaway. Unless I'm, I'm going to just edit in Lajaway the right way. Lajaway. Lajaway. That's definitely French then. Hold on. Lajaway. Let's see. Where was he born? <laughs> Well, name was Napoleon. Yeah, probably French. <laughs> <laughs> that about settles it. Well, I never considered his name would have been Napoleon. I always thought it was his nap. I don't I know, know why I never thought he's that he, was a nickname. Well, he's an old timey dude. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to name my cat Nap Lazaway, but my, my wife said no. But I'm like, he naps I mean, all the time. You can just call him Nap Lazaway when, anyway. when she's not looking. I mean, no, I just, she can't just, stop you. I just call him Chuck instead. Hey, Chuck Finley, <laughs> what are you doing? Because his name's Charlie. All right, Merritt, pop quiz. Um, at Philenium Line, he wants to know, playoffs start tomorrow. What does the, the tribe starting outfield look like? <laughs> Wait, what? So I don't, uh, I don't know if he means like right now or let's just do like we'll assume it's October or whatever right before the playoffs start. Like the day, the it's not like the playoffs are moved up. Like okay. we're in October. The playoffs are right about to start. Sure. Who's your starting outfield for the Indians? So you got to make okay. some some hmm. leaps here. My starting outfield for the Indians is center field. Uh, where's AJ Pollock these days? Uh, so you're going full trade at the deadline then? Oh hell yeah, baby! Uh, he's yeah. at the Dodgers now. Uh, David Peralta, maybe is he still in there? Is he available? Yeah, him. David Peralta. That's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, it's gonna be a combination of things went well and also they made some trades. So Jake Bowers and Bradley Zimmer and who's a good right fielder they could trade for? Steven Sue's any good? No, he's terrible. Um I don't know. Who do who do you got? <laughs> and Shin Su Chu. I thought it was Oh god, I want him to be there. <laughs> I want him back. <laughs> Somehow I mean, they Marcel- get Nomar Mazzara. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I mean, if they if the the Rangers can't extend him, is he under? Is he still on arbitration though? Right? Yeah, he's only had played for three years. Yeah, yeah. Is, did the Cardinals ever extend Marcelo Zuna? I can't remember if they did. I don't remember. If they didn't, I think he's going to be one of the ones out there. Maybe Nick Castellanos. If they just say screw defense, we need some offense and put somebody out there, then Castellanos is an option. Right. Um, but like you, I think it's going to be a one big trade because that's always been my thought about what the Indians are doing. Like they're going to trade the last possible second. <clears throat> to get somebody for the playoffs because they don't need anybody in the first half. So I don't know if it's like Castellanos or or Johnny or not Johnny Peralta. Michael Conforto forces his way out of New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, did you see that catcher? Um, oh, what is his name? The Mets catcher. Anyway, they were they tried to assign him the man the minors and he refused and wanted to release. So they just said no. So he's just well, going to retire now. That's Wilson uh, Ramos. No. Thomas uh, is it Nido. Is he a pitcher? Uh, Devin Mesoraco? There you go. One of those long He names. just yeah. retired? That's what the last the last tweet I said said he was just going to retire because they weren't going to let him be released. Ass. Fine. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> that's the ultimate like good feeling that you could just say that. <laughs> like, Fine. Kiss my butt. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, I also see Jake Bowers sticking out there. I think yeah, in, in a good kit, in a best case scenario. Yeah, I, Leonis Martin, if he can, if he proves to be really good, maybe just don't trade for a center fielder. I don't I'm know. just assuming that uh, Zimmer will take the job back and hit 250 with a 330 on base percentage and slug 480. Well, I think you're close with Zimmer, but I think the correct the correct answer is one Mister Oscar Mercado. Oh, that's right. I mean that's the starting center. It's, I think it'd be if anybody beats Leonis Martinez, I think it's gonna be one of those two. I do think Zimmer's probably closer than Mercado, so for this year it'd be Zimmer. But I mean Mercado's Hall of Fame career starts next year at the very least, so <laughs> one of those two. Well, it's, you know, if he's gonna start anyway, he's gonna start in October, and he's gonna hit 19 home runs in the first <laughs> game, and then nothing else. But yeah, I think my official answer would be Bowers, Martin, and then like Castellanos or Marcelo Zuna. If the Cardinals didn't extend him, I can't remember if they did or not, but in right field. Some I kind can of look thing in there. using the internet. Would nah, you like me to? Takes too long. Nah. Would you like to know more? <laughs> uh, we'll just go to our last question. Um, at Perdition Dogs, he wants to know honestly, how long would you wait before you tear it down to the studs and start over? I mean, if the Indians aren't going to re-sign 
if they're, they've admitted and just given up on resigning Lindor, then you've got like two years to trade them and completely restock your farm, hopefully. Um, so, Mayor, how long do you wait at this point if, if they're not going to resign Lindor, I guess? Or do you wait until he's gone? Do you pull a Royals and just keep trying till the last possible second and sort of jeopardize your future? Or are you going to trade him and pretty much everybody else in a couple of years? Well, I mean, they can restock their farm by trading like one person. Like, it's not even like, like there. there's talk that they're going to have a top by mid year. Like, like, they'll, they'll, it'll, they'll be considered to have like a top 10 farm system already. Yeah, they have a good deep farm system. They don't have quite have the top end talent, but it's silly to think they don't have a good farm system. Uh, and then they can just trade, I don't know, Bauer and get, a king's ransom, and then they have a top farm system, and they've restocked it without doing anything. That's the thing they they don't ever have to tear it down to the studs. They even if they trade Bauer or Kluber, they still have, and we've been over this. They have two aces, and then another guy who could be very good, and then and then I fully expect them to develop other good pitchers because they keep on doing it. Right? I I, I don't think they're going to keep on printing aces quite, but I mean. I don't know. There's definitely something to be said about the organization as a whole. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think anytime soon. Like when I say that, I mean the next. At least Ramirez's contract. I would say that the length of Ramirez's contract is the length at which you can fully expect them to not be going into total sell mode. They're going to keep on this retooling thing. I mean, they, that's what they did this past year. If any of that works out, right? If Bowers turns into something, or if Mercado turns into something or X or Y or any of these, you know, young guys turn, you know, learn to hit or whatever, then they're fine. So no, I don't, I don't think to answer the question directly, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any really reasoning on it, honestly, considering, cause that's the thing. If you trade everyone, then what, then you have like nine top, right? You have, a, I don't know, all these top prospects in a trash fo- uh, team, like, and then what you move the team. That's a good idea. Yeah. Actually. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. I don't think they have like a set timeline. They have to do it. It just depends on who pans out and who doesn't like all these lower level minor guys. If I mean, if they all pan out, like if well, they arrive if at the time, two of them to, pan out is right. the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And by pan and, and if they quote unquote pan out, then they'll be good in three years. And then they still have all these guys under contract. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. They'll lose uh, one or both of Bauer and Kluber, but Fine. I mean, whatever. They can trade those guys for for more bullpen arms under control. They can pound the shit out of the AL Central some more. I I don't think that, like most of these teams aren't going to be done rebuilding within the next two or three years anyway. Maybe, maybe the White Sox, and we'll see how good Ad Alberto Mondesi gets. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it'll be a while, I guess. And 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 yeah, I, think, I think this this and, core and, is going to be gone, and but the team is still going to be good with a different core eventually. Real, relatively and, and, soon, and and also too, we we have to remember what we just read from um, fearless leader Paul Dolan. Uh, <laughs> there's there's definitely not an expectation of winning a championship here. Nothing honest, anyway. So, wait, they what? Just want they they're not trying to win a championship. They're trying to make they're trying to win some games and make it to October. Like that, that's it's it's very obvious that that's not a goal here. If it was, then they would blow money. Like, well, no, I think that is the goal. It's, it's just a different way of doing it. Their goal is to go to October as many times as possible. So. Right, exactly, and that's the whole point. Their goal is not to win a championship. That that looks different. If that was the goal, they tear it down to the. They would tear it down to the studs, including firing the entire front office, and you know, spend a lot of money on development, and you know, try and leapfrog the Astros, basically, in terms of understanding of the game and stuff like that. So. Well, if their goal was just to make as much money as possible, I think then then you do that. Then you just tank and accept it for a couple of years and make more money in those down years than you do when you're expected to sign free agents. But I think sure. what they're doing is just another way of because Paul Dolan even said it in the interview. I think it's one of the the only honest things that made sense that he said in it was, I mean, you can try to be this odds-on favorite for the season and just load up your team, but that doesn't guarantee you anything more than just having a really good, not the best team in the league for like seven years compared to having one or two years of being the absolute best. So yeah, I guess it's true. I don't know if they're, if they're necessarily not trying to win a champion. I think they're doing it in a different way that we haven't seen exactly. Um, which Wait, is kind of interesting yeah. that they're stretching it out so far. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, they're just, they're, they're keeping the window open, which is, which right. has been kind of what they've been trying to do for a long time. It's just, it didn't work. It didn't work out the last time because 
everyone got bad suddenly. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that they're, that's their goal. And I think they're executing that goal, but the perception is just the complete opposite. <laughs> like this already, Ken Rosenthal is talking about their window is slamming shut. And Sports Illustrated said today that their window is slamming shut. But like everything they're doing is to purposely keep it open longer. They're not trying Matt, to yank I've heard it open. Reports, I've heard reports that their window is slamming shut, by the way. I wanted to just let that <laughs> let you know. Breaking, uh, breaking news, their window is now shut. It, it just it literally just shut. I just saw it. You just slammed it just now. It's over. <laughs> I think to complete the metaphor, they're not trying to like rip the window seal off. They're just keeping it propped open with a book for a few more years. But there's teams that just kick open the window and just hope to God it works for those first couple of years. But I don't know if that's yeah. what they're doing. I don't know if I'd call it not trying quite as much. But because yeah, if you want to make money, what you do is just tank for a couple of years and just yeah, soak true. up the money. Then yeah, I guess. Um, because if you want to make the ALDS, remember all that money. Poor Paul Dolan back to the, go to him. Poor players. <laughs> Those greedy ass players. Scamming ass <laughs> players. We all hate. I'm here for the owners. That's who I want to see. Just put Paul Dolan out there every game in the pitchers. Man, I watch this. I watch this game for the old rich man in the boxes. <laughs> all right, Merritt. That's going to do it for our show this week. Um, next week we'll have real baseball. I'll have a week of it, or not quite a week, but I'll have a few games to talk about. Hopefully my cat um, doesn't stink as much then. <laughs> we might have a run or two from the Indians cross the plate at that point. We can discuss, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just have a complete depression podcast for a few episodes. So, Nah, that's the thing. You can't be depressive throughout the first couple of weeks because we're like, well, look how good he's doing that, though, and so on. But yes, that's about it. I'll see you next week. Look how good he's... Oh, yeah. You can exaggerate everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't you know if we'll look, have that, though. <laughs> We're going to exaggerate about Eric's demands. Hell, yeah, man. We can point out how amazing so-and-so's launch angle is or how Eric Semets is great or how Mike Clevenger's pitch, pitch mix is so much different than it used to be or how what's-his-name has a nice change. You know, we have lots of... I don't think Clevenger's really going to have a start by the next time we talk. Yeah, you're probably right, huh? <laughs> no, let's see. Thursday, off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He might, like, as we're talking, I think. Well, then we'll have to live broadcast it. I love doing those. <laughs> live, after the we'll fact. Just a play-by-play of Mike Clevenger as our whole podcast. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be a live review. It'll be like live tweeting something and then publishing all the tweets two days later. It's perfect. There you go. <laughs> Talk to you next week, man. Okay. Yeah.